ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Anyone who came of age after the internet was well and truly entrenched in your childhood is just listening to you say, remember when you played the game where you ripped the minty wrapper? That was fun. <laughs> well, that was what we used to do on car trips because there was no DVDs then. You had to there was talk no to phone you. to flick through. You had to talk to your brothers and sisters and... What I'd did you? To, how I'd was your childhood? That. I ripped minty wrappers. It was. To see if you how get was the your childhood? Rapper. It was awful. <laughs> bang, 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 bang on. Hello. Oh, oh hello, Zan. <laughs> Having a little dance to the theme song. I, was, I like that. I never get sick of that theme song. It it just feels good. It's a banger. It is. I didn't mean that. Bang on, oh. banger. <laughs> What do the kids say now? And it's really embarrassing if you're over a certain age and you say it. That slaps. <laughs> it's just terrible. Like coming for, for, that coming out of my mouth just is not right. Yeah, it's true. The last time I said that, I felt like I'd aged out of that. Yeah, I've aged out. Because <laughs> anything slaps. that slaps is good, but my definition of slaps is slapper, and and that's got a hot, an entirely different meaning to yeah. me. I often call. People I love, slappers. Yeah, term yeah, of endearment. Term of endearment in the worst possible way. I like that it has double <laughs> meanings though. I like that slap continues on in all of the positive ways. Like it's not, it can be a negative word, mm. but we've reframed it in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's great to see you again, slapper. Yeah, good on you, slaps. <laughs> I have a friend who actually calls me slaps. <laughs> G'day, slaps. <laughs> How are you, slaps? How's your week been? Um, yeah, yeah, it's been all right. My knee is still not good. How's um, the meniscus? It's not my meniscus, apparently, or it might not be. My, it might be my ACL. And if you play, oh, if you play AFL football, yeah. you might know, or any kind of football. Well, that's. Look, I haven't had a scan yet. It could be nothing, but it's still sore. So I figure it's something, and I'm getting a scan, and I have to do all that biz- boring business. But it's, it's at that sort of you get a bit depressed about it. It's like, oh, this is real now. It's not going away. And I'm taking ages to do everything. (laughs) It's Mm. really frustrating. frustrating. (laughs) I'm sure anyone who's had anything like that would, you know, get it. Um, So, yeah, it's been a a good week. But, yeah, just trying to manage how to – when you're not – Sort of as able as you're used to being, so all the things you took for granted, exactly, a little bit harder, exactly, exactly. And you know, I'll get used to it, but yeah, it's um, it's just pain in, pain in the ass at the moment. Now you can say you got a footy injury, though. That's good. <laughs> My mum's been doing that for decades. She once hurt her knee in netball, and she calls it her footy knee. And I'm like, her you never played knee. footy, mum. But sure, it's a netball knee, not a footy knee. Footy knee. Footy yeah, knee. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm going to call this. Yeah. Thank you to your mum. Ownership. Yes. How was your week? Uh good. It's been a, a fun week, a busy week. I actually saw something last night which is going to be opening this week that was very fun, the new Indiana Jones film, Dial of Destiny. Tell me more because I thought, you know, we've got the 80s versions and they were great and that'll do. Do we need another one? Does Harrison Ford need to come back as an older, dashing gentleman wearing a cowboy hat? Is it going to be good? Takes his shirt off too quite early in the piece. Yeah. Oh, Callista Flockhart will be. uh, We get to see what she sees every day. Is, is, Is it worth it? Well, it's interesting to have, and it's, you know, timing very closely to Mission Impossible coming out with Tom Cruise, the men who are able to be action heroes mm. well into their, um, how old do you reckon Tom Cruise is now? Pushing 50, 60, 60 close to 60. Um, Harrison Ford's just hit 80 or is just over 80. Yeah. And it's fine, but it's obviously like different rules for different people. Um, but I think it was it was a really fun movie. It was two and a half hours. Too long. 
on IMAX and so much action. Like I was there with my mate Joe Lauder, who we've spoken about before, great hack journalist. Mm. And I said to her at the end, I was like, what did you think? And she just kind of looked like she just sort of did like a blinky shock. She's like, the 10 seconds where there was no action was like a brain bath for me. I needed more of that. Because <laughs> it was a lot. I get so bored with too much action. I just I zone out. It, maybe that's the point. You're being spoiled, I think. Yeah. Literally being spoiled by just yeah. one rollicking romp. Uh, chase scene after another. But it's Indiana Jones, so you get to travel with the film. You know, mm. you're going to Tangier, you're going to New York, and, of course, it's not set in the current day. Mm. It's sort of jumps between different times because it begins with this origin story around the time of World War Two, around the time of the Nazis, when all of the Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones uh films have always taken place. Mm. But then, of course, he has aged. It's 15 years since the last film, but in the film he is a retired archaeology professor and it is 1969. So that's Mm. the kind of era we're going into. And I will say this, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, wow, this film must have cost hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm. It looks so good. One thing that is distracting at the start, and I'll say this just as a kind of PSA, if you go along and you're like, oh God, and you don't know whether you can sit through it, the first 10 minutes has CGI Harrison Ford because it's setting up the story Mm. as set in the 19, late 30s, 40s. And it's young Harrison Ford, but it's done with CGI. And after watching that, I don't feel as worried about AI anymore because it looked really, oh, really unreal. It's still not good enough. Like not good enough. Really disconcerting. And this is a you know co-production with Lucasfilm, so they've yeah. got all the money in the world to develop the best technology. But it still looks like robots, and it was weird, oh. and it really took me out of the story. So sit through that for ten minutes, yeah. and you'll get to craggly old, ripped eighty-year-old Indiana Jones, <laughs> Harrison that. Ford. Um, and, and you'll love it. You know what, though? I I genuinely think we human beings don't need all this technology and this AI to make everything look absolutely real. The first time around, it was perfectly fine when they had, like, a fake rock that rolled open <laughs> and, you could you know, you could see the tunnel inside. We knew it was fake. We didn't care. We loved the movie. Yeah. That's why we love it. Stop trying so hard, everybody. Just stop. We don't need it. I just think we're quite happy with all the rough edges and things looking just a little bit shit. We're fine with it. You want to go back to the Lost in Space era, don't you? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. That's your vibe. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in it too. Ah. And she, I think, has done some of the writing as well. So, um, yeah, she was great and kind of took some of the, the, the puff and the steam out of the tropes around male action heroes Mm, uh, in a fun way. Good. So, yeah, it's great. I loved it. Um, I think it's opening next week. And if you see it at IMAX, sit really far back because it's a lot of action. Ooh, I bet, I bet. (laughs) It's quite exhausting. I won't see it. Thank you for that review because (laughs) you said it goes for two and a half hours and I ain't got that kind of time. I didn't know that. And then I was like, oh, my God. Stop it, everybody. Stop. I've been saying this for years. Stop it. We've had enough. It's also like when it's an action film, you're like, okay, there's gonna, there's another battle. How many more battles are there going to be? Like it yeah. was just constantly it's, in peril, constantly being chased. It's also Indiana Jones. Not that complex. <laughs> I don't need a story to be explained that hard in Indiana Jones. There's a thing. It's an old thing. It has a power. Someone needs to find it to survive and save the world. Done. <laughs> She'd be hosting the next series of stuff the British stole. <laughs> Done. In one episode. Done. Mark Fennell, we're coming for you. <laughs> um, I just sent you a trailer that just dropped as well, mm. some breaking news. Speaking of film, 
Sophia Coppola is making a film about Priscilla Presley, and some people might have heard about this already. I love that this is coming off Elvis. Mm. This, in the same way, is going to be called simply Priscilla, her side of the story. Do you want to take a look? Because I just sent it to you. You haven't had a chance to look. I haven't had a chance to look. Okay. Priscilla, what about boys at school? Must be some handsome ones. What do you think? Excited. (laughs) Couldn't be more excited if I tried. It looks good, doesn't it? Oh, it it looks amazing. I mean, the opening shot is just a can of hairspray. And some and some liquid some liquid eyeliner, yeah, <laughs> Elnet I think or <laughs> Taft, um, and some liquid eyeliner and some big hair and, of course, uh, we we see Graceland and we see them together essentially in that promo and um, I'm I'm keen to know more about it because I didn't know this was coming until this morning. Has Priscilla got anything to do with this movie? Because I think that's going to be an interesting angle on it, given current times, given Me Too and all of those things that have happened in the last couple of years because Priscilla was actually 14 years old when Mm. she met Elvis and Elvis was 24. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's an element of potential grooming going on there and I wonder if that will be explored. It's based on Priscilla's book Elvis and Me. So I assume that if it's based on her book, then she's got the full access. She's got the cosign and she's working on her with it. Whether they address all of that stuff, who knows. Mm. But Sophia Coppola's got game in telling the stories of very famous women mm. and just female perspectives in general in a really unique way. Yeah. And just so beautifully and even just hearing some of the soundtrack of that, if it sounds of the time but also just dizzy, heady, Mm. like all the feelings you can imagine would be going on in that Mm. time where everything was extreme and there's a teenager involved and a superstar and all this sort of stuff. It's just like, yeah, Because their meeting was so weird. He was in the army. He did national service and he was sent to Germany and that's where he met her and essentially she was a child and it seems so odd now in this current context and yet that was perfectly normal in those days or considered perfectly normal. Or it was okay because he was famous and everything goes, like mm. all of that, the things that you don't ask questions about because yeah. it's just that's the, you know, they're in these hallowed grounds or they're just mm. different to us. But, yeah. But in this complex world that we live in, they both look really hot in this movie and it looks beautiful <laughs> and I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. This looks like the kind of movie I would spend two and a half hours on. <laughs> Sign me up. Very exciting. I'll put that in the show notes if you want to have a squeeze at it as well. The other thing that I saw this week is something that I think is very close to us. Whenever we talk about any sort of Australian foods, mm. Bickies gets a lot of responses. Love that word, Bicky. Bickies. Would you like a Bicky? Time for Bickies. Crack out the yarn, it's assorted. <laughs> but a lot of people have got connections to classic lollies, you know, the kind of ones that you had 20 cents of mixed lollies back mm. in the day when that got you something. Now I sound like my parents. Oh, back in the day when that got you something. Fantails that have been around for almost 100 years are being discontinued, Miff. How do you feel about this? The chewy chocolate caramel that taught us so much. Yeah, that, well, it did. It was it was getting a sweet fix with an education of sorts. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, did you work in Alan's marketing at the I, time? <laughs> hey, hey, I've, I need work. So, Alan's. <laughs> Ready I'm, to copyright. Yeah, no one's, no one's taken me up on any of my movie and TV ideas as yet. And Alan's, I'm thinking about moving into confectionery. So, <laughs> that one hasn't flown. But... Um, 
Yeah, it's it's quite sad. I loved Fantails. I mean, pre-internet too. It was how else would I know the history of Mel Gibson seventy four thousand times over, or the history <laughs> of John Wayne seventy four thousand times over? Because they're, you know, who is it? The question was on the rapper, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was always just mostly older gentlemen, male actors, of, of which I now know a lot of uh, James Dina. Where else did I learn about him <laughs> except on a Fantails rapper? Um, and then there was always the one that you were like, you only get half of it. Yes. You're like, who is it? Who is it? And unless you ate the whole packet, you'd never know. So just... you had to eat the whole packet. Sorry. Leave me hanging. Yeah. Some amazing comments in the article around this on The Guardian. And usually I don't read comment sections. But again, <laughs> if it is related to any kind of biscuit or confectionery, I mean, because yeah. people have some really great hot takes. Speaking to your comment just there, one of them was someone who said, I will miss getting the same question over and over and the answer being Tom Cruise. <laughs> And this spicy take, my take on this as an Englishwoman who has never visited Australia is that you have enjoyably batshit names for your confectionery. Oh. Fantail, Red Frog, Polywaffle, Freckle, I rest my case. What? And there is a response to that. <laughs> Do penguin biscuits contain any penguin? <laughs> the bloody smackdown in the comment section of this article. And a red frog is a red frog. Yeah. That's essentially what it is. There's it's nothing just, bizarre it, about that. It does what it says on the packet. I've Look, I've got solid opinions about this. Fantails, I understand that they're probably expensive to make and I hear the machinery is very specific and it's costing a lot to update. But there's, you know, this is heartland stuff mm. and I feel like there are other ones that can go before the Fantails. Oh, okay. You're ready to sacrifice other lollies for the Fantails. I fantail. am ready to sacrifice a minty. Oh, that is controversial. It's toothpaste. <laughs> Who wants to eat toothpaste in paper? It is toothpaste. Get rid of it. Keep fantails. At least it's chocolate. I mean, and Minty's a toothpaste without any use. Like, it's not even good for your teeth. You might as well eat a fantail and lose a tooth. More fun in that than eating a Minty that is useless. Useless. Doesn't even freshen your breath because it's full of sugar. Useless. Get rid of it. There's going to be some comments in the band box after this, I could tell. <laughs> Look, the only the only redeeming quality of a minty is that you can actually, do you remember the game you used to play where you'd rip the yes. paper oh my really, God. really thinly to see who could get the longest one? That's, that's and it, like going around you in a like, with square a sort of as well. circular thing. Yeah, you could do it with a fantail as well, but it just didn't feel quite the same and also it felt bad when you were ripping Marilyn Monroe's name over and over again. Anyone who came of age after the internet was well and truly entrenched in your childhood. He's just listening to you say, remember when you played the game where you ripped the minty wrapper? That was fun. <laughs> well, that was what we used to do on car trips because there was no DVDs then. You had to there was talk no to phone you. to flick had through. To, had to talk to your brothers and sisters and that was awful. What did you, to, how I'd was your childhood? To... I ripped minty wrappers it was, to see who could get was the longest wrapper. It was awful. <laughs> You know what it is? It's mindfulness. Wait for it. <laughs> Ripping minty wrappers is going to be construed as a new wellness technique and new mindfulness Don't. technique. It's the new colouring book. Oh. Mark my words. Oh, you're going to keep minties around for longer because of that, aren't you? <laughs>
Are you doing something relating to fantails this weekend, though? I saw something I pop am, up on your Instagram. Actually, uh, Charlie Chan, who is an extraordinary composer and pianist, is doing an incredible concert. I don't know how they're doing it, but it's 24 hours at Hotter, which is the home of the arts on the Gold Coast on the outside stage. And as far as I know, it's a 24-hour musical performance that goes from evening through the night into the morning and because I'm on stage in Melbourne, uh, I couldn't be there to help out. So I'm going to beam in uh, late at night. I'll be reading a a bedtime story uh, because people are – asked to, to stay like the whole night, a little bit in the same sense of Max Richter's sleep yeah, is just right. on at Mona, um, Dark Mofo, and that has also been on at the Sydney Opera House, which is an extraordinary experience. Um, but this is a similar one where people can come along with their sleeping bags and stuff, but I'm beaming in, reading a bedtime story and reading from our soon-to-be-gone Fantails rappers. <laughs> so if you want to put your hand up and say, <laughs> look, we know what the answers are, Mel Gibson, <laughs> Marilyn Monroe, Tom Cruise... And Marlon Brando. James Dean. James Dean. <laughs> there, you, you win. <laughs> but that should be an amazing experience. I mean, I'd love to be able to be there. Uh, 24 hours is quite extraordinary. And Charlie's using AI to help in terms of keeping it going through, like, because you've got to be able to go to the loo and of things course, like that. Yeah, so yeah. that's quite – so it's, we were talking about AI last week and this is actually a positive way yeah. of using AI, which is, which is you know, replicating what an artist is already doing and enhancing it perhaps or just using it for a loo break. Love that. <laughs> Old technology meets new technology. Miff Warhurst reading from Fantails rappers mm. at an AI event Crying. is peak 2023 <laughs> and I'm here for it. Crying reading from Fantails rappers thinking it's over. <laughs> I don't even really like fantails that much, to be honest. Do you? Uh, no, it's one of those things that you eat them as a kid, and you're like, "These are fantastic," and I hope that they don't pull my feelings out. But then, as an you know, as you get older, you're like, "Oh, I've got taste buds. This is really shit caramel." Yeah. <laughs> and I just want more caramel. chocolate, to be honest. I just want exactly too too thin, too thin, too thin. thin. R.I.P. Fantails. You'll never see another chew again, or at least until they all sell out. Did you hear about Harry and Megan losing their $20 million Spotify deal? Maybe that makes room for us. How did they... (laughs) Your face is though this is a a valid suggestion. (laughs) Do I have any relatives I can rag on? (laughs) Nah, no one's interested in our story. Did they lose it though? It came to a mutual end. So they got paid. $20 million. They made one series called Archetypes. It was a 12-episode series based on, it sounds like kind of the things that we, stereotypical labels that are attached to women. So this was yeah. uh, yes. presented by Megan. Things like diva, singleton, yeah. ambitious, all that sort of stuff. See, I think that's a success though, $20 million for one season for a podcast. That's living, isn't it? That is, I mean, take a holiday. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> That's not that's not losing anything. That's that's a big win in my book. If I got ever got paid twenty million dollars for anything, it's a, insane, isn't it? It's wild. But also that they both agreed to walk away from it, and it sounds like it was yeah, like a mutual agreement. And I think that podcasting is going through a really interesting time right now, where there is still a shit ton of podcasts, so many, but that age of giving heaps of money to stars, except for Joe Rogan is dying like that doesn't Mm. exist anymore but there was a period a couple of years ago where these crazy amounts were Mm. being thrown around to 
to give to people to have them on your your network or your streaming service or whatever. Um, but also with the the Sussexes, Megan and Harry, they do really well with the things where they're talking about their past, right? They do exceptionally well with Spare, which mm. has become, I think, the fastest selling biography memoir in history. Wow. And the Netflix uh, series. My, my biography memoir is fast. <laughs> Right behind. Fast catching up on yeah. that. Snipping at Harry's wow. heels. And then, of course, the Netflix series, which was um, a huge win for, mm. for Netflix in terms of streaming as well. But whenever they do something, I didn't even realise this. They've apparently written a book about a bench. I'm sure there's more to it. Um, there's a lot of wellness that they do uh, in terms of organisations. Um, I think that there's a corporate wellness company for which Prince Harry is the chief impact officer. I'm not sure what that means, but good I for want him. I that job, whatever that is. <laughs> it's the CIO. <laughs> Here he um, comes. He's the chief uh, chief impact officer. But no one cares, right? No one knows. No one cares and no one knows. No one knows. I, I'm definitely Googling the book about benches, but no one really cares unless they're talking about their past. So that's their selling point. But then tied up in that, they can never actually move forward if how they want do to move they, forward. How do they make They're that change? They're constantly looking back. Yeah. How do they make that next step if that's not what the audience of theirs wants? Yeah. So that's a really interesting moment for them. I don't feel sorry for them though. Like I look, no, 20 million bucks, I'd be or fine. Spotify. I'm never working again. I mean, I know that's that's like lunch money for them but <laughs> and that wouldn't even cover security. But like scale everything down, get a little cabin in the woods, you'll be right. Oh, there's no cabin in the woods in their future, Miff. Are you crazy? <laughs> Only if they can turn it into a series. Yeah. Well, they will. Hey, it's been a while. Big week for Louis Vuitton. Mm. For very small things. Mm. I mean, where do we begin with this? Well. <laughs> it gives new meaning to not to scale. <laughs> Hang on, I've just got to get the article up. I can't find it. It's too small. <laughs> Um, hang on. I think this might be one of my favourite fashion things I've seen in quite some time. An art collective, an American art collective, Mischief, who are known for doing quite a few um, mischievous art projects that tie in with fashion and film. Well, should I say fashion and film? They have teamed up with Louis Vuitton and made a handbag that is smaller than a grain of salt. It's a tiny green Handbag, Louis Vuitton. It's got the Louis Vuitton signature The detail. On it. The detail is extraordinary. You can only see it if you're looking through a microscope. And it is, as they say, the final word in bag mini- miniaturisation. I mean, that's, that's a huge call. The final word. We've had enough of these tiny bags that you can only fit a coin in. Here we go. Up yours, tiny bags. This is it. It is uh, 657 micrometres high and 700 micrometres long. Basically, oh, it's made from neon green photopolymer resin. It's microscopic and was 3D printed using technology that is usually made for biotech structures, so stuff you probably find yeah. on your phone, like really, really, really tiny things. Um, it is visible to the naked eye, they say. However, to me, it looks like... <laughs> You know when you've gone out to lunch and there's a little bit of lettuce in your teeth or a little bit of spinach? <laughs> like you could probably get away with being on trend with a little bit of just pick something out of your teeth and just go, here. I'm wear- Where's I'm- your bag? What- in my teeth. What are you wearing? <laughs> and you just pick your teeth and go, I'm wearing the latest Louis Vuitton. Because <laughs> that's essentially what it looks like. It's just a bit of sh- 
bit of shit from your teeth. You'd be worried to misplace it and all of a sudden it's seasoning on your meal. <laughs> little chewy. But it's smaller than a grain of salt. It's insane. Like yeah. I was wondering how they made it and 3D printing sounds like makes sense to me. Like that there's only there's only there's no other way you could actually craft that. Yeah. But it's quite beautiful though. I love it's the shade gorgeous. of green it is. Yeah. It's what be- would you pop in it? I'm not sure. An atom? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking maybe some sort of cell that you could put in one of the cells from your body or yeah, I don't know. Utterly pointless. Love it to death. Love, it's fashion. love, love it. It's fashion. Well, it's not the only Louis Vuitton news this week. Pharrell Williams presented his first collection. He has taken over as the head of Louis Vuitton men's after the very sad death of mm. Virgil Abloh. And it was an incredible launch at Paris Fashion Week. I feel like the next few days there's going to be lots of fun in the world of fashion. So keep your eyes peeled yeah. on the internets. Yeah. Um, if you're not tearing a minty wrapper, then get online and check <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> Fantails was our internet. Put it. Let's be honest. <laughs> Back in the day, because we didn't have it, um, and minties were our scrolling, and minties were our scrolling. So, you know. But if you're not doing that, there will be lots of stuff popping up. I'm sure over the next few days. But one of the first shows was the uh, Pharrell Williams show, and oh, oh, some amazing attendees. Yeah, Beyonce took a, a night out of it. Goodness me, gazillion dollar making tour to go to this fashion show. And so. she was wearing pajamas to do it. Oh, well, it's a day off. I caught pajamas. Yeah, Did hot. you see them? They're like gold, gold yellow, yeah. like very flowy, just beautiful. Everyone looked amazing mm. at this show. Well, they were all wearing the fashion. They were all dressed by Louis Vuitton, done by Pharrell. Yeah. So I, I actually really, really liked quite a lot of what was on offer. And I'm not a Louis Vuitton fan necessarily. I like their luggage. This is the new age of Louis Vuitton. I think it's a really smart move going with Pharrell. Also, he has a beautiful pixelated jacket. So he's kind of, um, again, with a lot of technology, mm. quote unquote technology in this week's Bang On. We are a tech podcast now, of course, as you know. There's some nice pixelation going on in his suit. Is Beyonce wearing those new Apple goggles? Those glasses are <laughs> massive. And I'm here for it, but they are massive and they look just like it. She's got her own version of Apple Vision Pro. I love it. <laughs> Um, but Beyonce was there as well uh, on the arm of her husband who was performing. Jay-Z did a little performance and I saw that he performed but I didn't realise what it sounded like and um, it sounds like he wasn't that vibed with what the audience was doing. Here's Jay trying to hype up the crowd at Paris Fashion Week. Hey, y'all down here, y'all clap. Y'all, y'all do something. <laughs> On beat, though. My goodness. He's like, everyone clap and very soon realises you're all clapping out of time. Yeah. You're going to screw this song. Forget the clap. Don't, don't. <laughs> that is amazing. Don't get a fashion crowd to A, participate because that's not what they're there for. They're there to, they're there to look and bitch and also don't expect them to, like, actually physically be able to keep time because that's not what they're there for either. It's we've all been in that concert too where oh. there's been a clap along and it's just off beat and it's so distracting and I love that he's just like second like clap. yeah this is not working <laughs> just let's <laughs> clap no you can't, you guys are terrible you got no rhythm forget the clap <laughs> amazing Jay Z you absolute king beautiful yeah. stuff I'll put some of the highlights in the show notes um, Kim Kardashian was there too wearing bike shorts that were pixelated yeah um, the pixelated things very. Very much. Sorry, they were moment. leggings. Actually, leggings. she looks like she's going for a jog. Yeah, she does. She, it's it's activewear. It's it's Louis Vuitton <laughs> activewear. Um, 
why is Jared Leto at everything? <laughs> That's just my question. Like, he's where, fashion. where does he get the time? Yeah. Like, he does movies. That's his job. He's, he's, he's on the fro, front row of all the fashion the shows. He's on the fro. <laughs> and he's just, he's, it's just everywhere. And I don't know why. Why does everyone love him so much? I guess he's handsome. Not my type. No, no, no. That could be. Is that it? But, like, he, I guess he can do things. But, yeah. um, I guess he can do I just things. Just don't understand it. Don't he's just? Yeah, just don't understand. Yeah, it. I don't have an answer for you either. But you know, good for him. Yeah, I mean, good on him. He's having living his best life. Live your best life. Why not? Uh, before we get into what we're banging on about, I wanted to give you a quick heads up that, and just like that, drops today. If you've got binge. <laughs> Haven't looked at the first episode yet, but obviously we will be watching every single one of them. So dive in, Bang Fam. I know that sometimes you're not necessarily across when things are dropping, so letting you know is a public service announcement, and just like that is now on Binge. Great. You're going to watch it tonight, aren't you? Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to watch it? Oh, hell yeah. Of course. Can't wait. Oh. Uh, I also asked last week for some auto Are we going to have fails. a work moment? Work moment. <laughs> oh, my God. Work, work moment. moment. We need a work, work moment for it. We've got the fashion uh, soundtrack. We need a work moment. No, mm, no, God. Oh, my God, don't. no. Speaking of podcasts that should be decommissioned, uh, I wanted to update you as well on some of the autocorrect fails because last week I was asking for various autocorrect fails. We know that if you missed it, the... Apple, new Apple updates are going to iron out some of those autocorrects that we've been Mm. ducking with for so long, Mm. Mm. (laughs) if you know what I mean. Some really good ones, all related to names. My name is Tina. I was named after Tina Turner. Pretty standard name, Tina, like in terms of interpreting it and Mm. how to write it and spell it. Seems like it makes sense. It's a a good name, solid. Not a a wild name. Where my name is autocorrected, says Tina, it turns into tuna. Oh, that's not fair. (laughs) Here's another food-related one. My name on work emails is Susie. Autocorrects to sushi. Oh, cute. <laughs> Hello, sushi. Which suggests in their um, outlook that people are talking about sushi way more than they're talking about Susie, I say. My iPhone constantly autocorrects my name from Joe to Ho. Always a great way to sign off a text to your box, boss or nana. Lots of love to you both. Ho in Perth. <laughs> hey, Ho. Hey, Ho. Love that. Thank you, Ho. We love you. Thank you to everyone who emails the bang box. Always love your little messages. Yeah, they're the best. What are you banging on about today? Um, I am banging on about a podcast that I have really enjoyed. I think because as we were discussing about podcasts, uh, the royals, you know, talking to people about their things and trying to gain insight into how people live their lives. Um I don't know. I feel like this one takes it to the next level. It's Kemi Nekvapil, who you might know as a – she's like a a personal coach, life coach. She's really credentialed, really smart. She's doing these series of power talks, which is – it's on Audible, but if you're not on Audible, you can get like one or two for free, I think, if you sign up. Mm. Um, You get one a month, one for free a month, so it's accessible. But this is – these – a really kind of quick podcast, but they go deep real, real quick. And they're with people like Abby Chatfield, Miranda Tapsell, Yumi Steins, Claire Bowditch, Brooke Blurton. I haven't listened to them all, but I, I was actually quite blown away because it's a totally different angle on getting an insight into somebody, but also at the same time 
allowing the listener to learn. Mm. So, and it's it's fantastic because she comes at it from such an interesting angle, um, talking about you know where to find your power, how to get your power, and like the Claire Bowditch podcast to hers, I, I it was just tears. Like I was just listening, going. Holy shit! This is this is real, and it felt real. And every episode that I've listened to feels really real, and it's a real insight, not just into the person. Because you know, talking to celebs all the time, it's that's what, it's that's the thing. And but this felt like it. It really kind of broke through, mm. um, and I really enjoyed it because I learned a lot as well about you know how I can perhaps approach my own decision making processes and the things that hold me back. And um, yeah, highly rate it. Highly rate it. That sounds unreal. I yeah. think I saw Claire post about that the other day. I was wondering what it was. Yeah. So what's the podcast called? It's called Power Talks, Kemi Nekvapil. Uh, find, own, live your power and it's uh, on Audible. So, yeah, it's um, – yeah, I was actually quite blown away by it. Awesome. Okay. Mm. I'll put that in the show notes mm. and definitely going to give that a listen. Very, very keen. Because I've got a lot to learn and my life's a mess and it's great listening to other people's lives who are a mess too. We're all, everyone's <laughs> life's a mess and you we're always I mean? learning. Like it is. It's true. But like when you'd hear things like that, you'd go, oh yeah, everyone's just as like, you know, lost and messy as as me or you or. Well, that's the benefit of listening to these high profile chats, isn't it? Because you realise that everyone's got shit going on. Yeah. Exactly, and and what Kemi does is like really narrow it down. And just go right. This is what you got to work on. What you, what's this? And tell it, me what to do. Yeah, exactly. I'd love that. Yeah, rub my feet and tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't do that. That's for sure. That she, should be a pitch for a podcast. Oh, rub my feet and tell me what to do. <laughs> I would listen to that podcast. So would I. I'd be a bit boring though because it'd be just me going. Oh, that feels nice. It's time for the foot spa. Yeah, I have found us. Oh my god. Can I bang on about something? I can't remember what it's called, but it just arrived. I bought it from overseas and I think it's probably illegal because the contents do something that I've never come across before. <laughs> it's a foot spray that you spray on your feet. You know how you go to, the, to get a pedicure and Are you talking about off. milky feet? No, it's not milky feet. I've done milky feet and wasn't into it. Took too long. <laughs> Great peeling, but took too long. This one's just you spray it on and it peels off instantly. Oh, that sounds very toxic. It's so toxic probably. And I'll probably just spruik something Were you on the black web? <laughs> Dermatologist like, tried, no, I got a, no wonder I fell over in the bathroom. I've got a bad knee and I was trying to do it two days ago in the shower. Because you do it dry and you spray it on. And I was like, I've got a bad knee. I'm going to do my knee again, but I have to try this. <laughs> anyway. That's a hot tip. I won't tell you what it is in case it when is. There's no link in the show notes for that. <laughs> Unless it is on the dark web. Consumer Affairs is coming for you. <laughs> Anyway, what are you banging on about? Oh, Jesus. That's a hard one to follow. Um, I am banging on about the brilliant new book by Barbara Kingsolver called Demon Copperhead. It's won a bunch of awards. It is She's an award-winning writer, um, The Poisonwood Bible, many other best-selling books. She grew up in southern Appalachia. Um, that's where the book is set. And it's... If the name sounds kind of familiar, it's because it's based on the Dickens story of David Copperfield. Oh, right. Which I've never read, and I will say that up front, you don't need to read that, but that's very much a story like most Dickensian books, um, which is about institutional poverty, Mm. um, you know, structural poverty, and particularly children surviving that. So that kind of framework and many of the characters are applied to a story that's set in the modern day, 
and set in the opioid crisis in the Appalachians, oh which is where a lot of, as we've discovered, um, pharmaceutical companies, particularly the Sackler company, Purdue Pharma, actually went in and really targeted those areas because they were areas where people did a lot of physical work. They had a lot of injuries, minors and what have you, and they had to keep working because there was no insurance or no plan B. And so they doped them up on really intense opioids that are 40 times stronger than heroin. Um, and of course, everyone got hooked and they lied about whether or not they were addictive. We've seen all this come through with Empire of Pain, Dope Sick, that great series yes. that I've banged on about on Disney+. Plus. And this is a fictional, I guess, story based on David Copperfield in this same realm. And it is so good. It is a little bit, there was times where I was reading it and going, oh my God, is this going to be like a little life, which is devastating mm. and you're sort of unrelentingly devastating. Yeah. There are many moments of light in this and it's a beautiful book and really delightful. But at the centre of it is this character who is kind of, his name is sort of known as Demon Copperhead. And he's just wonderful. It's just... There's foster care, there's child labour, there's him joining the football team, there's love, there's, of course, a lot of drugs, um, and there's superheroes and art and drawing and connection, and it's just this huge story, and I loved it. It's so, so good. If you've seen it in the bookstore and gone, that's too thick because it's 500 pages, I can tell you it is worth it. It is such a brilliant book, one of the best books I've read in ages. And I've never – I've got some of her other books, but I've never dug in. And now I'm like, I need to read the rest of her books because she's mm. such a great writer. I'd never engaged with it before. So Fabulous. Demon Copperhead, Barbara Kingsolver. There's a reason it's won all those awards. Absolutely loved it. And, yes, it does get better. It's an intense read, though. Oof. It's good. So um, I'm going to be going off to the dark web now and <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll – when I get home, I'll take a photo of what it was that I I used. Yeah, text me. My feet are amazing. <laughs> um, uh, you you're busy though doing something this weekend for people who might listen, perhaps on a Friday. Or oh a Saturday. yeah, yeah. Um, let's I, chat. Yeah, let's chat. <laughs> let's promo chat. Thank you for handing me the baton of giving a little plug. Yeah. Um, I am going to be hosting the ABC Classic 100. On ABC TV. So you might have heard it's like a countdown, much like the Hottest 100. Yeah. Happens on ABC Classic every year. It has it's for awesome. years. It's so fun and so mm. beautiful. And this year, really educational because it was about your favourite instruments. I learned about all these different instruments mm. that I never knew about. And for the first time, it's being turned into a concert. So I'm actually heading off this afternoon to present that with Jeremy Fernandez and Genevieve Lang from ABC Classic. Amazing. And we're going to have a big old fun concert with all the classics. There's going to be some Ravel, some Tchaikovsky. There's going to be John Williams' theme from Schindler's List. I'll laugh, I'll cry. It'll oh, be amazing. It'll be beautiful. There'll be all these beautiful instruments. And, yeah, over the next two nights we're going to be doing that with the MSO up the road here in Melbourne um, where we record Bang On and then you'll see the best bits of it all cut together in a beautiful concert turned around for Saturday night, ABC TV and ABC iView Oh, so it's on on Saturday night. It's on on Saturday night. So you record Thursday, Friday and then it's on on Saturday. Yeah. Can you tell me what's number one or is it like embargoed like? (laughs) No, well, the countdown happened a couple of weeks ago so the cello is number one. Oh, okay. So there's not a song specifically. No, it's the instrument. And so the the concert is kind of like a a realisation of that and a showcase of different instruments. And something like Ravel's Bolero where it's just Mm. like every instrument um, thrown into the mix, but then there's other things where certain instruments have their time in the sun. Yeah. I will not be playing an instrument. I just want to keep rest assured there'll be no 
instrument playing from me. You don't have to. I'm just there to. You're, I'm just there to guide the Your body is your instrument. Your body is. My your body's instrument. also a wonderland. So yes. it's so weird oh, that you yeah. mentioned. <laughs> Did you just bring in John Mayer? Yeah, always. Oh, always. I feel dirty. It's time to go. Jared Leto, should I put him back in your head? There you well, go. Look, see, Jared Leto's in the John Mayer territory for me. Is that, is that a bad thing to say? I just, I just don't understand. Jared Leto, John Mayer, foot spray. We'll see you next week for Bang On. That's what I'm leaving with. <laughs> on.